Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment automated investment and savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert built portfolios of low cost exchange traded funds. You know, I love those exchange traded funds. There's automated investing technology. And as part of that automated rebalancing, many of you have been asking about rebalancing and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Monday, March 6th, and I am out of the country, hopefully. If I've gotten to where I'm going, I will be so happy, Mark. And if I have not, no, I think I'll be no matter what. I think I'll be somewhere on March 6th. I don't know if I'm going to be in my desired location. Uh, yes, my partner got COVID a week and a half before we were supposed to travel. So presuming that everything is a-okay, we'll be good to go, masking up and all. We'll see. It's it's always an adventure, Mark. It's always an adventure. Um, okay. This is the program that takes the mystery out of your financial life. And we do that by answering your financial questions. So if you have one, all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com. And once you're there, you click on the contact us button and you complete the form. And then you let us know if you want to come on the air live. Mark does everything else because he's the best. While you are on the website, you should definitely subscribe to our brand new service. It's called Jill on Money Live. And by joining this brand new paid service, which everyone told me was too cheap, too cheap. And yet I don't see 10,000 people signing up. Do you, Mark? Uh, I do not, no. No. So if it was so cheap, then why aren't more people signing up? I mean, a good chunk of you have signed up. So I appreciate that. $35 is your full year subscription. That will give you access to four quarterly webinars where we will be interviewing or talking to or joined by a fabulous guest. Our first guest is Ed Slot, And you'll be able to ask Ed direct questions in the middle of him talking if we get a word in edgewise. The good news for you is I know how to interrupt Ed and you need to have that skill because he's not easy to interrupt, right, Mark? I mean, it's a, he, you, he's a wind him up and, and go kind of guy, right? So uh, I'll be happy to be that person. Don't worry. Anyway, you can only get Ed's great insight if you actually join this service, it's 35 bucks for the year. If you want to just come to the Ed Slot webinar, it's 10 bucks for that. 
And we're going to be rolling out a lot more special content because my nephew, David, is working on that as we speak. So I'm very happy I've assigned it to somebody else. Thank you. Uh, All right. Let's get to our listener. This is Carol, who's on the line from the Mid-Atlantic. Hello, Carol. How are you? What's going on? Hi, Jill. Hi, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. I'm, I just want to say I'm a big fan. I listen to you every morning when I'm walking my dog. Oh, what kind of dog? She is a lab pit bull mix. Oh, She's Mark very sweet. Mark is a pit bull guy, but he will not get his child a dog. He refuses. Isn't that mean? Who's going to be taking care of the dog? It'll be all me. No, thanks. All right. Well, Carol, as you walk your lab pit bull and you hear us, something got in your head. Why did you want to come on the air with us and talk today? Okay. So I'm hoping for the Jill and Mark seal of approval for my retirement plans. Okay. Because here's the situation. Five years ago, my wife was diagnosed with a reoccurrence of stage four breast cancer. It wasn't discovered until it was in stage four, which means it is spread, it's incurable. She was originally given two and a half years to live. So obviously now it's five. We're thrilled, thrilled that she has outlived her prognosis. But it's been a really tough journey, Jill. You know, there's been like radiation, chemo, surgeries. There's been small complications, large complications, life-threatening complications, many hospitalizations. Um, How I have managed to work uh, doing all this is just a miracle, but uh, I am eight years younger than she is. So when when she was diagnosed, I could not leave work. Mm -hmm. Also, by the way, can I just say one thing? First of all, I am so sorry. This sucks the big one. Um, And it is a terrible thing to have this like put into your universe, especially, you know, I always get the worried, like when people say, I'm very Jewish about this, when people are like, I beat cancer. I'm like, don't say that. Don't like tempt fate. Like you don't know. And it just shows you like things happen. You never know what will lie around the corner. You have to live your life for today. But as you said, she's outlived this terrible prognosis, which is wonderful, but it's been a really rotten journey. And it's the journey that, you know, nobody's asked to go on this journey, right? And you are in it together. And so, first of all, number one, I am so sorry for both of you. And by the way, I have a special place in my heart for the caretaker also, because I think a lot of people forget just how hard it is for the caretaker. Now, let's now figure out what you can do next, because you said you're eight years younger. How old does that make you today? So my birthday will be in three months and I will be 62. Okay. All right. Um, Sounds like you have like a pretty intense job. We were talking a little bit about that off air. You don't have to give the details, but you've got an intense job. I presume that your question is about, can you call it quits? Is that about right? You know, I have for the last five years worked 55 hours a week, you know, trying to make sure that everybody that depends on me at work is taken care of. And then when I get off work, and fortunately with the pandemic, I've been able to work from home, Mm -hmm. you know, so throughout the day and when I get off work, my second shift begins taking care of my wife. I am exhausted. I am profoundly um, burned out from all of this. 
and really do want to uh, retire at the end of 2023. I would be 62 and a half. And because I work for the government, I will have a pension and I will have health insurance, which is wonderful. The concern is that when she got sick, And, you know, we were in no state to think about this. I wasn't even thinking about retirement. And honestly, Jill, I thought I would work till I was age 65 at least. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, we made two irrevocable decisions that are not in my best interest. So um, one of them was her pension does not have a survivor's benefit. So when she does pass, I won't have her pension. And then the second thing is she had this really horrible life insurance product called Fegley. I I don't have Fegley. I have something else, uh, term insurance for her. But anyway, I did not realize that when uh, she retired, the payoff balance would just diminish and diminish until there is nothing left. So fortunately, um, an angel at work told us, or told me that you could get a recover it through like this terminal illness clause. So mm-hmm. we recovered seventy thousand. Oh, we did. So we recovered seventy thousand of the pe- of the life insurance. That's all that is left from her, mm-hmm. and it is sitting in a high yield savings account. So right now she receives a pension, right? She does. And how much is that pension? So she receives two pensions, actually, and um, the combined amount of those pensions is 70000 uh, She also gets Social Security. Both of those pensions, uh, rather neither of those pensions, have a survivor benefit? Correct. Okay, got it. And what will your pension be, presuming you're done at the end of this year? So um, looking at the estimate and accounting for taxes and deductions, I think I would net 60000 a year or about 5000 a month. How much do you think you need to live on? Well, Jill, this is the problem. <laughs> With some of the medical expenses and stuff, mm-hmm. um, looking at 2022 with a microscope, we spent about um, 13000 a month. Okay. So we will have an income gap of um, about thirty-seven thousand a year. Well, for, we can round it up to forty or three thousand a month. Right now, for this second, you have the income to kind of float this at the moment because you're working. And what's your what's your salary right now? My uh, salary right now is one hundred and eighty-three thousand. Okay. So that's why it's working. You're not dipping into savings to fund this. Okay. So you're going to have to, yeah, you're going to have to dip into savings. This is what's called an emergency, you know, like that's the deal. And I'm not, don't look back about the, well, the election of this, that, you know, whatever you made the choice, you made the best choice you could in the moment. Okay. We'll talk about this after the fact, you know, with everyone else, when you're thinking about pension elections, Remember that there's, you know, you you don't use make your pension election based on the best case scenario. You you make make it based on the worst case scenario. That's just, you know, now you can live in my life. Now you know what is a day to walk in my shoes. Look at the worst case first, move back from there. So let's talk about what you guys have done for savings so we can figure out how to help you get through this. So um, currently I have a, my goal, by the way, was to uh, leave federal service with a million dollars in my 401k. But thanks to the bad market, I'm not going to make that. Uh, But I do have 859,000. Close enough. 
in my 401k. And 30000 of that is Roth. The rest is uh, pre-tax. And then I have a small Roth IRA that's worth $25,000. And I currently have $149,000 in savings. $40,000 of that is in I-bonds, and the rest is in a high-yield savings account. Okay. So that's your 401k, your Roth, your savings. And then what about her savings? So my wife has an IRA value of Mm $924,000. It's all pre-tax. And then we have a small brokerage account that's worth about 134000 We are going to use that when the time comes to pay for, we're going to exhaust that account for end-of-life care expenses. Just so I get this, am I being an idiot? Like, you have a lot of money, okay? You do have a lot of money. So <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't want to make that sound like, like obvious, but it seems, yeah, I thought you were going to say many fewer dollars amassed. So- Let's just, let's walk through this. You're 62, your wife is 70. She has this diagnosis, it's horrible. You will, let's say, let's call it 2024. Let's look at your income in 2024. In 2024, you're going to have $5,000 a month from your pension, right? We're going to have in her pen, her two pensions, which is her, uh, so that's, let's just say 60, and then there's 70 from her two pensions and her social security. Is that both of those things? Yeah, that, that? that okay. 70 includes. Okay. So that's your 130, and you think you need another, let's call it 30 or 40 grand. Obviously, given her diagnosis, you're not going to be funding a gap of 30 or $40,000 a year for the next 30 years of your life. Okay. No, no. So what this means is that this is a finite problem. Okay. And that's why you have money. I am more interested in you guys kind of getting, you know, at this point, just getting the money you need and not fretting about money. Cause that's like, who cares about the money at this point? When you said you want to exhaust the brokerage account um, for end of life, like when does the clock start ticking on that? Does that mean at the end of this year, next year, you're going to do this? Or do you want to be pulling money out of, say, her retirement account and start pulling some money out pre-tax of out of her that $924,000 and start reducing that? So um, the reason why I thought about the brokerage accounts is because right now we're in such a high tax bracket. Mm-hmm. But of course, it will be a somewhat lower when I retire because yeah. our income right will drop. Yeah. Yeah, but like, honestly, like you're going to go from like a top bracket of 24% and you're going to go to 22%. So don't sweat it too much, really. Like next year, I would pull that money out of, I would pull money out of her retirement account. I would pull out like in the beginning of the year, maybe I would pull out like 40 grand or 50 grand and just get the money out, pay the tax or have them withhold tax and add that to your brokerage account. And now like, I'd like your brokerage account to have like 200 grand at the beginning of next year. But don't pull the money out now. You're right, because you are making a lot of money now. Do it next year, right? You can do this. So financially, if she lived for, I mean, it would be astounding and fantastic if she lived five more years. It, it would, would be. be. you, But you would be able to do this for five years. There's no problem on the financial front at all. Even beyond when I'm widowed and well, let's I... Just, let, let's look yeah, at that. That's let's my look at concern. That. So let's say, that she, let's say she like lives five more years, okay? And now we've taken 150. Let's say that we have 750 is left in her 
in her retirement account. We haven't touched yours, right? So in five years, there's 750 left in her account. Maybe there's probably a million in your 401k. Let's just call it a million. Let's call it 900, okay? So now you've got $1.65 million, okay? It's And again, it's in five years. In five years, you will have your pension. You'll have your own social security. What's your social security benefit look like at age 70? At age 70, it's it's um, $4,000, if I, which would be my goal to wait yep. that long if I yeah. could. At yeah. age 67, it's 3603. Okay. So we're talking about the fact that, you know, again, same concept. If she were to pass away in five years, you have your 900, her 750. You could use that for a few more years before you turn 70 and you'll deplete it. Then at age 70, you've got your pension, your net of five grand a month, four grand a month from social security taxable, I understand. But like you've got, let's call it $8,000 a month, $7,500 a month in income, and you still have a million and a half bucks. I find it hard to believe from age 70 to 95 that you're going to blow through all your money. No, I don't think I will. I I have a hard time believing that too. Now, half of her IRA upon her death will go to her family. Because this is a year second relationship. And does she have kids? No, I have kids. But her family is like her kids. And Jill, they grew up very poor and she wants them to be taken care of. Okay. So if that's the case, a couple of things. One is I don't love that arrangement in general, just to be honest with you, because I feel like if your care escalates in a huge way, okay, in the last couple of years, and you really, instead of spending $13,000 a month, you're spending $20,000 a month, then there's going to be less money left. You know, I'd like it if, if your wife is listening to this, I think that the better outcome here is to not necessarily leave the money outright to the family, but to give you the opportunity to make some outright gifts after she passes to those family members and that you have the money. Cause we don't know how much money is going to be left. You know, if for some reason the money isn't there for you and that, you know, you do live 25 more years and you are taking care of her, you know, you can make gifts, but like, I presume that you are her most important person and that she wants to make sure you're taken care of and whatever is left is going to be a token to those people It's not going to be life-changing money to them. And you can do that, but you should do it after the fact and with some, I think, like some guardrails. Do you think she could hear that or not? I am going to have her listen to this. You know what else I would say? Given what you've just said to me, then that is the argument that, in fact, you should be exhausting her retirement account for these needs for the care, not the brokerage account. Leave that brokerage account alone. Because that is your joint asset. That's yours together. You know, all this money is happening, I presume, mostly because in the last five years, you've been socking it away. You've both saved your whole lives. I get it. But like, then I would use her retirement account to fund as much of this as possible. And if at the end of the day, there's $500,000 left in her account, not seven fifty, and two fifty goes to her family and two fifty goes to you, then fine. Then we'll make it work anyway. We will make this work. I can tell you anyway, it's going to work. It will work for you. But I'd rather that money go to you and then you would make some outright gifts after the fact. That's just my two cents. It would make me feel more comfortable. 
Yeah, if you're the you know, primary nervous. care, yeah, if you're the primary caretaker, you're the spouse, you're the primary caretaker, you're the main wage earner. Five years ago um, today, you're the one who's been taking the brunt of caring for her. You're the one who's been working your ass off, and I want to make sure you're taken care of. So, like, I'm your fiduciary right now. Like, I want to hold you in my arms and like scoop you up and protect you. And not to say that her family's not a great family and this, that, and the other. All the families are great. It's great. But the spouse is bearing the burden. And I want to make sure that the spouse is taken care of. Amen. So, right? So there it is. That's that's my little soapbox right there. I love um, it. But I will say that even if she's like, I can't do that. It's my family. Okay, fine. Then even so, then I want the money that you use for the care will come from her retirement account, her pre-tax account. You'll pay the tax on it. Who cares? You know, like, don't again, not this year, but next year. Take the money out, pay for the care out of that account, whittle that account down. If that account went to zero, which is highly unlikely, but let's just say it went to zero, okay? And you had a million dollars in your 401k and a couple hundred thousand dollars between your Roth and your savings and this, that, and the other thing. If you had that, and then you had your pension and your social security, I think you're going to be fine. I still think you're going to be fine financially. I just think you're going to be finer if you have the access to the full retirement account proceeds upon her death. That's what I think. I agree. And what about your house? Where where do you like you own it at home together? What's the story? So we do. So, you know, she might argue back with you that that's another asset. The house is um, currently worth about uh, $715,000. Yeah. We still have a mortgage on it. Um, the mortgage will be paid off in uh, 2027, mm-hmm. and that will give us an additional 26K in our uh, budget. But this house is big, Jill, and really we do need to downsize. Although I started looking just casually in our area, and um, surprisingly and shockingly, like uh, houses, say, in a in a 55 and older community are probably just as expensive and we can't have another mortgage. So yeah. it's, you know, Let's it's going to be right now. But wait a second. Are you can she be in this house right now? In other words, is it like if you had to have bring care into the home, if we had hospice care and you needed it for three months, what would happen? Where would it, where would everyone go? Well, she can be in the house, but we do have steps and that's an issue. So if there's ever a point in time when she can't get up the steps, we either have to move her downstairs or we have to move. You're not moving. Let's keep it. Let's just stay where you are. And so be it. And then you make different decisions. You don't have to make that decision right now. There should be no money anxiety at this point. Zero. It's going to be okay. You're going to be okay financially. You really will. You will come at the end of this. You will be broken, but you will be financially together. I am so relieved to hear you say that. That's just the way it is. I didn't even say it because I like you and I do like you. And you're covered for with your own health care, which would be a big issue, by the way. So, you know, that's something that is important. One last question for you, and that is, I presume all of your estate documents are in place. They um, are. They are. Okay. And then you are the executor uh, and the trustee and all that stuff, right? Yes. Okay, good. Is there anyone else that's involved in this who will be involved with this with you from the family or from a, a, an attorney, an accountant? Do you know where, are you the like the person who's running all that stuff now anyway? 
I am the the one and only. Okay. Just make sure you have good people around you. Make sure you have an estate attorney who you like. Make sure you have a good accountant. And, you know, when the the horrible worst case happens, that you have your people around you that can help lift you up, but also that can kind of help relieve you from the, the burdens of the administration because it's a pain in the ass. I've never been an executor before. I'm not looking forward to that. You'll call me back. We'll walk through it together. I promise. Thank okay. you. So right now your job is to give your notice, retire, um, make all the elections you need to make, take a deep breath, don't fret about moving, don't fret about anything else. When you need money next year, you're going to pull it from her retirement account, you know, the maybe pull out in the beginning of the year, just pull out 50 grand, pay the tax on it. So be it. It doesn't matter. And put that money in your uh, cash account. Even for this year, I, I don't wouldn't get so hyper about your retirement contributions. You can do it. It's fine. But like, don't make yourself nutty about that either. You're going to make sure you're in touch with your estate attorney. You're going to make sure you have an accountant who's good and can do an estate tax return. All those things are going to happen. And you're going to stay in touch with us. And we're going to hold your hand through whatever needs to happen next. Okay. I would love that. It's going to be my side hustle, Mark. Did I tell you that? You know, my sister and I, after my father died, my sister and I thought we should have a side business that was called ICU and Funerals too. Complicated. It would be very helpful if you did that. Exactly. Um, and and now I want to add the extra service, which is ICUs, funerals, and estate administration too, but it doesn't roll off the tongue. But it's a pain in the neck and it's like enough you're going through. So Carol, we wish you such good juju. Our thoughts are with you. Now, everyone listening, you know how when we have this with someone in our community, we're going to put our hands metaphorically around Carol, around her wife, around their family. And we know that these things are happening every single day for every single person. That person's got a puss on his face who walks across the street. You don't know what's going on. And if you need some help or someone in your family or in your circle of friends needs help with these kind of really tough situations, go to JillOnMoney.com. Click the contact us button. Tell us that, you know, what's going on and we'll hold your hand and try to help you through the process. Okay. And that's, that's enough for today. That's what we're going to do. So um, we wish everybody good health. We wish everybody to have um, smooth sailing, but when the water gets choppy, Mark and I, were here for you. Okay. <sighs> this is a tough one, Mark. What a way to start the week. All right, so do something nice for someone else and put your hands metaphorically on Carol's back, okay? Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.